The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Radio again for another episode. This is so cool that we get to do this. And I, I tell you, uh, Reverend Rob, you, I don't know what it is that you've done, but you've done a something. You've done a something. I've done a something. What do you mean? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay with you, Kev. But, uh... <laughs> You, you have brought so you brought your tribe along with us. You yeah, know, that, I did. Really yeah, cool. I did. I'm waiting for them to start popping in. They were in the other show. More and more will come along. This kind of threw them. They didn't, you know, they weren't used to this time slot or whatnot. So I want them to get used to seeing us a lot more. Um, and we are. So uh, Gemma, we call ourselves the Barefoot Bangarang Tribe. You will hear me yell Bangarang. You will see my people typing in Bangarang or whatnot. And if they call in, you'll hear them say it. We believe in what you put out is what you get back. Bangarang from the movie Hook. But we also are very big about reclaiming our magic, gratitude, understanding where that comes from. So once we reclaim our magic, we can find our wings and we can fly. So, oh, there comes one of them now. Deborah, welcome back in. Glad to see you. So Bangarang. So that's the whole, like the entire movie of Hook is all about rediscovering what you were. I remember that magical scene where the little boy grabs Robin Williams' face and he goes, there you are, Peter. Yes! Yes! If you look at that movie from a whole different standpoint, there is a very spiritual reference to finding our magic, Mm -hmm. being present, being here, living our life. Uh, Don't get me started. Don't (laughs) get me started. I think that's the whole point. We're supposed to get you started. Yeah, well, you know, it's, but once I do, it can be bad. It can be ugly. So uh, you wind him up and and you get him going, and you just he just goes. But that's that's go. that's really cool. But Gemma, we had a great time when you were here uh, on Monday, and I had to have you back because I wanted to make sure that you got onto YouTube, and which is where we are today. And and uh, we're on uh, the Terror with an Attitude channel. We're on Positive Talk Radio channel, and um. um uh, a couple others yeah and some facebook channels and all that kind of stuff so we're we're going worldwide and l- the last hour we had people from england and and all over that that checked in with us and so it was it was great fun i think That's it's awesome. indigo that just popped in that she said she was from uh wiltshire i believe it was or whatnot i knew she was overseas but i couldn't remember where so uh but there we go yeah so indigo welcome she always man you talk about somebody who's got some positivity and i love that whenever she's in the show it's just gonna shine so uh thank you for being here deborah you too whatnot so kevin for my people's sake tell them something about Gemma or Gemma, you tell us something because they need to know why we're talking to you Okay, you want me to go, Kevin? 
Yeah, you go, girl. I will. Uh, so my name is Gemma Rain Fountain, and by trade, I am an integrative nutrition health coach and an exercise physiologist. And so I've been health coaching people for 20 years, maybe a little bit longer, actually. Since she was five. Since I was yeah. five. Yes. Wow. I, was, I was a child prodigy in the health industry. Is that even a thing? So I started um, helping coach all people. But what I really found a passion in is helping women overcome the mental blocks that they have around body image, around weight, and about healing what's really going on inside instead of focusing on a number on a scale or bullying themselves. A lot of people bully themselves into dieting. They bully themselves into movement. And that isn't healthy. I want all women to know that they are beautiful no matter what, despite the number on the scale, despite the number on the, on the label in the pants, that we are all beautiful. We are all amazing. And if we want to make changes in our health, that it starts by finding joy and finding happiness and healing, healing trauma, healing those things that cause us to have that empty feeling that we try and fill with food or other things. So that's what I'm really passionate about is just helping helping everyone, but specifically women, realize that they are important and they're valued now, not five pounds from now, 20 pounds from now. Right now, you matter, you're worthy, you are beautiful, you're amazing, you have so many gifts to bring to the world. And so many people hide behind a weight and they don't bring their gifts. So I want you to bring them all. That's it. Be who you are, you know, because that's where your beauty lies. That's where everything shines. You know, somebody that can put on a fake, you know, act or whatnot, it's okay. But when that true beauty shines through, you're pretty, period. That's just it. You know, yep. and and I, I'm a huge proponent of that. Have always been the oh, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. Don't listen to Jeff Foxworthy, even though I'm a redneck at heart. I've been as, about as southern as you can get, but his whole you know, cows, fat people jokes, things like that. Um, I have a real hard time with uh, oh, the the famous chef, Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay. I've seen him on other things. He's very nice. But with the way he immediately goes to body shaming when he's mad at somebody, why are we tolerating this? Why are we continually going back and giving these people rewards for being assholes? Sorry. I don't, you know, (laughs) just the way it is, you know. Like I said, don't get me. Started. You got him wound up, and that's what happens. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gemma, how do how do we help people who they look at other people who are overweight and they're very forgiving, or the, the no matter how they look, but they look at themselves and they don't forgive themselves. How do we get that to change? People are so oftentimes really kind to everyone else and the nastiest to themselves. And so um, it's that ne- that's that inner critic, I call it, or negative self-talk, where inside your head you're saying, oh, I'm stupid, I'm a loser, I'm fat, I'm never going to ever get those goal- reach those goals, I'm not worthy. These are the things that a lot of people, that's their inner dialogue. That's what you are hearing in your head all day long. Now, first of all, I wouldn't talk to my worst enemies that way, but I found myself talking like that to myself. So I was treating myself worse. Amen. I would treat 
someone who had really hurt me or injured me or, you know, done something terrible. I wouldn't talk to them that way. So we, I call it the inner critic. And what I try and coach clients on is that we can turn the volume of the inner critic down. The inner critic doesn't go away. This is not something we're trying to get rid of. In some instances, the inner critic is there to save us. Like, don't go and try and do that thing that might result in serious injury. That inner critic is there for that too, right? But our inner goddess, our inner wisdom is in there that will tell us the truth, how amazing we are, how brilliant we are. Now, the good news is that the inner critic, having that volume turned up really loud on it, it's just a bad habit. This is a good news because we can train ourselves into or out of any habit if we just have the stick to to keep trying because it's not going to be you try it and you're done. This is a constant back and forth. You try, you might do well for a couple of days, you fall off for a few days, you do well. This is the back and forth whenever anyone, any of us is trying to level up. It's not a all of a sudden you flip a switch and you've got it figured out. We're all a work in progress. So my goal is to teach people that we can train ourselves out of the bad habit of having the volume up on the inner critic. And we can train ourselves into the good habit of turning the volume up on that inner wisdom so that that nasty voice that's telling us negative things is hardly audible. But then we hear that you are awesome, you're amazing, you are valuable, you matter, you are smart, you can do it. That's the volume we want to turn up. So we hear that over that inner critic every day. How come my inner voice sounds like my mother? Wow. Okay. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's a couch question. Um, Or whatnot. But you know what? I pulled a couple of cards here real quick. And what I got was the page of Michael and the Knight of Ariel. And what this is saying right out of the gate is this is a challenge. Nobody's going to tell you this is going to be easy. Okay. This is something you're going to have to go back on and really want like a kid wants a candy bar. Okay. You're going to want to change it, but you're going, the night tells us you got to move on it. It's going to take work and effort on your part to be able to make this happen. So one of the things I see here too, and one of these, and, and, and uh, Jenna, Gemma, make sure people understand it's okay to ask for help. Yep. That's what I, that's my job. I'm a coach. So I'm always, all my social media posts is about, look, we're all a work in progress. You can do this. We have to constantly re-engage and re-motivate. What's that quote? What, you know, you need a shower every day. And so you need motivation every day. It's something like that. I'm butchering it. I know, but there's, we need constant motivation. We need constant inspiration. We don't send our kids to school for kindergarten and then say, okay, you're good. You're done. They learn the basics and then they forget it all summer. Then they remember the basics and they build on it and they forget it all summer. It's this constant, you know, continuation. This is how we learn. And I think a lot of times we are super hard on ourselves and logic. The smartest people in the world that I know do this too. This isn't about smart or not smart. It's just about human nature. Our logic goes out the window when we think that we are going to figure this out overnight A lifetime of bad habits will be fixed instantly. And all this trauma, all this pre-programming, all the hurt, 
all the negative things that have been going on for decades that we can just overwrite them overnight. And wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't that be Yeah, wonderful? no kidding. We'll all be perfect little people walking around, but we are beautifully <laughs> imperfect, right? All of this, all of the, all of our, our baggage, all of our trauma, everything we've been through is what makes us able to relate to other people, to empathize with other people, to help us connect because we have similar stories. So if we're trying to level up and grow and evolve in our journey, it is going to be this, what I like to say, baby steps. And I like to say two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And that is normal. You might do well for a month and then do not so well for three months or a year because something else is going on. You're stressed. You've got worries. You're overwhelmed with life. And then you allow yourself to heal. And then one day when you're ready, you try and level up again. This is normal. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. That is exactly how it's supposed to go. Exactly. And I love Indigo said, if my inner voice sounded like my mother, I would run away. You know, so, so we all have that. And, you know, I, I want to tell you something. When we talk about programming, that's becoming such a used word anymore. I don't want to, to make it appear light because our parents can program some very bad things into us un, unknowingly. All right. Yeah. And my dad used to say when I was growing up, did little voice ever come to you and say, hey, stupid? Well, for one, <laughs> No, and that's what he would tell me. You know, this is going to get you in trouble. This is what, you know what? And finally, it was a friend of his that once said, when did you ever have a voice that come up and said, hey, stupid? He said, the last time anybody said, hey, stupid, it was me. You know? And, and you know, no, we don't. We're kids. We're things like that. But all we keep hearing. So now I have a habit or had a habit of when I would make a mistake, shuffle the cards, card fly or whatnot. Doesn't matter what I'd be like, I'm so stupid. And now I've had to realize that's me putting something out there to the universe that I'm an idiot. And guess what? I'm far from it. And so I've immediately, what I had to start doing was make that my one conscious thing to work on. So when I would say, oh, I'm so stupid because it became a habit. It was just a habit. I didn't mean it. Okay. But I would literally then turn around and say, no, you're not. You're quite intelligent. We just made a mistake and I have to figure out how to fix this. Okay. Yeah. Spirit, please give me guidance. And people need to know you're not stupid. You're not ugly. You're not, you know, uh-uh. So but some of us, Reverend, some of us use that depreciating self-humor as a way of deflecting because we can, if we say it first, we don't have to worry about them saying it to us. That's oh, yeah. We're that's already exactly laughing together at it. Kevin, that's one of the chapters in my book. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yes. It's a defense mechanism. And, and you know, as me, I'm, uh, Jim, I don't know if you know, we didn't talk about it. I have a master's in social work from the University of Central Florida. Okay. So, you know, that's all about defense mechanisms. If I cut myself down first, nobody else will do it. Or they'll be like, okay, he realized he made a mistake, so I don't have to act on it. And, you know, one of the things we think about, what's one of the biggest fears human beings have, especially in this country, public speaking. Why? Because we're afraid of being judged. You know, it's fear and it's a fear based thing because we don't want people judging us 
And we don't think they're going to listen to anything we have to say. They're just going to listen to how we have to say it and how we look on the platform. You know, I, I used to be in church singing. I have a vocal music background, Kevin, which you and I haven't even talked about. And you want to talk about somebody not hiding behind a microphone? You know, uh, kind of hard to do. All right. But it is one of those things where once you you realize I have something to give, you can do it. Yeah. And also, whenever you're saying those negative things, that's what you're telling the universe. You're telling the universe for people and you're telling yourself. And even though part of you can be like, oh, you say, oh, I'm so stupid. I know I'm smart. I know I'm not stupid. You're still hearing it. And, you know, like you mentioned, children, if you tell a child they are stupid, they will believe they are stupid. Yep. And we, well, I'm grown up. I know better. No, we all have an inner child inside who is hearing every word we say to ourselves, everything we hear, everything we see, everything we feel is forming and, and, and impacting that inner child, ourselves, us now and that inner child inside, we're being influenced by everything. So what your words are so powerful inside your head and spoken out loud. And, and if you are less fearful than you were a couple of minutes ago, I implore you to give us a call at 206-408-1395. This is new. This, and this is this. We are coupling several different technologies together so that we can do, uh, we can actually take calls for Jenna, Gemma, and you can reach us and uh, you can talk to her. You can talk to Reverend Rob. You might even want to talk to me. It'd be like talking to Reverend Rob, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, you give us a call at 206 408. You see the number right there on your screen. So uh, you can't say that I didn't warn yeah. you. We need to check it out. And just because you're watching on YouTube, that's a beautiful thing. We're doing a groundbreaking thing here. When have you ever had a call in show on YouTube? This is cool. You know, this is really cool. You know, Greg says that the trauma in his life has given him compassion people's struggles and i'm glad that has happened greg because a lot of people it turns them the other way so proud of you for recognizing that but seeing that i know you a little bit i also know it probably took some work to be able to do that it did me because boy if somebody want my kids would tell you a, a, a waitress a waiter that got a little snarky or whatnot they were like oh no, no, don't poke the bear, you know, because he, I, number one, when you don't embarrass because you were raised standing on stage, there are no ends to my publicly humiliating somebody. And then I had to look back on it and go, who won this? Yeah. I showed people how much of an ass I was this person. And, and, and I started talking to people. Remember when you're dealing with somebody, you don't know what their day held. You don't know who got up this morning and their wife left. You don't know who got up this morning, their husband left. You don't know who got up this morning and found out they were pregnant and don't want to be. Or they're carrying around their own world. You know, be a little bit. So, you know, but we still are who we are. I still have my temper, but I've learned I've learned to temper it. And, and one of the nice things is it's kind of like, you know, break glass in case of emergency. I'll let them out. And I always throw some warning shots. Really, you know, you don't want to do this with me. I promise you. Okay. It's not going to end well. So I'm going to let my wife take over <laughs> from this point on in. And when she says go, just prepare to be embarrassed. So I, I, I've 
literally don't tell me that people can't change. You can change. Everybody listening to this, you can change the way you think, the way you react, and particularly the way you think about yourself. That so if can, is if I can share your story. Um, I grew up with being called stupid, gormless, which means moron. Cat piss was a nickname. So oh, that's a nicky one. That one's a nice one, isn't it? Um, and I was called stupid, stupid girl. And so to be a little girl growing up with that being told to you day in and day out is traumatizing. Just talking about it, my body temperature goes up mentioning it right now. Despite all the healing I've done and the therapy I've done, whenever that is in you, it is there. So when I, and I've had it, you know, I've been on a journey where I've been great and in control and, and feeling amazing and feeling, you know, confident. And then things happen in my life and I've gone back down to not being confident, not sure of myself, figuring it all out. Well, one of the times where I was at one of my lowest lows, I started going to therapy. And I remember one of the things we talked about, my therapist asked me to write a list of all the reasons why anybody in the world would want to hang out with me. Now, at the time, I was teaching Zumba classes, and I had 350 people in my classes. I was like a superstar in the city where I was living. Uh, to the outside world, I was this joyful, vibrant, so amazing person who knew everybody, had tons of friends. But I didn't have those close friends I would ever open up to. So the therapist said, you know, write a list of all the reasons why anybody would want to be your friend. And over the course of the week, I had a piece of paper and I couldn't write anything. So on the way to the therapy next week, I wrote one thing down just so I didn't have a blank piece of paper. I walked into counseling. I showed her the list and I realized that there is this young woman who has so much to offer and so much to give who cannot think of more than one reason why anybody on earth would want to spend five minutes with her. And I realized that young woman was me. And that was a huge, huge eye-opening moment. And from there, I decided I was going to learn to love myself. I was going to silence the inner critic. And I was going to see what other people saw so that I could honor that and I could exude that out in the universe. So that was, I mean, I've, that was about, I'm going to say 12, 13 years ago. I'll tell you what, if you asked me now to write down all the reasons why anyone would want to hang out with me, I'd have to get more paper. Good for you. <laughs> We'd be here for a long time. So to go from not being able to figure out one thing to now knowing all the reasons why I am an amazing human being, I wanted to share that story because to go from there to where I am now, it is possible. It is possible for anyone and everyone if you put the intention forward. So if, I think sometimes people think, well, you know, I won't get there. I'm not like that person. I don't have that. Thing is, you've got something. Everybody does. And if I can go from a list of one thing that was fake to now pages and pages of why everyone should want to be my friend, there's hope for everybody. I agree. I agree. I pulled a card while you were talking through that story. And the card I got was actually the nine of wands or nine of Gabriel. And the very first words on this car stay determined and move forward. It is a fight. Like we said at front, we're not trying to tell anyone this is easy, 
But you have to say, I'm going to make this change. I see it in me, and I am. It's it's birth, no birth. I keep telling everybody, 2022, a breakthrough year because of the six, childbirth, death, rebirth. When is birth of anything ever easy? And a lot of times, we need to be reborn in who we are. Is at that point that the body stops having a physiological response to past events. Beautiful, and you know what? That's true. That's true. And we can start detoxing. We can start doing a lot of things when we come to terms with who we are. And I I think it's sad in a world of today where everybody has so many opportunities and so many things to do. And I've said this before, that one of the biggest questions I get asked is, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in life. And in this day and age, that's a step backwards. Because years ago, people knew their purpose. Whether it was the right purpose or not, they would tell you their purpose, okay? Now they don't even know. And and, and I'll first thing I'll do is ask them, I'll say, what do you like to do to have fun? And they don't even know. They've become so involved in other people's things and other people's lives and their kids' lives, they've forgotten to live their own. Do you see that as a contributing part, Gemma, to some of this not moving forward? Something that, you know, actually this was came up in a conversation I had, a wonderful conversation I had this morning, is you said, what am I supposed to be doing? And our culture is so caught up in the doing. But I may have heard this before. We are human beings, not human doings. And you yep. can literally do nothing and you still matter. You are still worthy. You are still valuable. You are still lovable. Doing things doesn't change any of that. It doesn't make you more lovable or more important. You're important just by being. And right. so I think that is important that people think they've got to check off the accolades and do all the things to be valuable. You're valuable now. You matter now. And then everything else is just, if you want to do it, I want to do this, or this is going to help me reach that goal because I want to do it. That's when we change our relationship with our goals because we're feeling guided to it. We're feeling compelled. It's something we really passionately want to do. And then it becomes a really beautiful reason for the doings, not because you're trying to find worth. Right. It's that be, do, have paradigm, which what we do is we, we, in a lot of cases, we think that if we do something and we do it well, then eventually we'll be happy. But, but that is exactly the opposite. If you be happy, you will do things that make you happy, and then happiness will be yours. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, it's one of those things, and I constantly remind people that are spiritual teachers and new to... I'm not talking about being woke. I'm talking about waking up, enlightenment, things like that. We think we're helping so much. And you have to be careful what you're actually telling people, where if somebody is there and they don't know their purpose, and you're going, what's your purpose? What are you supposed to do? You were given a, a special thing. And I've heard more spiritual people hurt people unknowingly trying to do this. You've got a message to give rather than understanding one of the things we're here to do is to be, you know, enjoy our life. Be here. Be now. Let life go through it. Live it. Go be present. 
And that's part of what we're here to do. You know, we don't all have to go out and cure cancer, save the world, give a beautiful speech. But sometimes we just need to walk into a store and be that person that has that spirit. I've told people before, I challenge people to say something nice to a stranger because you never know where that person is heading, where they're coming from, and how one statement could literally save or change your life. You know, and 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 it's so important. And you you mentioned, you know, that change isn't easy a few seconds, a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. And what is it easy to stay unhappy? Is it easy to stay in a place where you know there's more and you want more? There's no easy. There is no. no easy. Staying stagnant and unhappy is not easy. And so it's all hard being, you know, being somewhere and wishing you were somewhere else or doing the work to get to that place. They're both hard. So you have to pick your hard. And, you know, my theory is life isn't designed to be a cakewalk. Life isn't all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. There's a lot of sunshines and rainbows and butterflies, but life is good. Life is bad. Life is life is birth. Life is death. Life is rainbows and butterflies. It's also storms and lightning. This is life. This is normal. And so there's there's no like, oh, I'm I'm down on my luck. All these bad things are happening. Of course, bad things are happening. Bad things always happen. This is life. This is normal. So where are you going to dwell? Are you going to dwell on the bad stuff that is going to happen no matter what? Or are we going to choose to focus on the things that make us happy and give us joy as opposed to thinking, oh, something's, I've done something wrong. I have bad luck. I have bad karma. The universe isn't aligned with me. Something is awful. I'm awful. I am being punished. No, you are living life. And life is someone pulling, you know, you helping someone with a flat tire and life is you getting a flat tire. <laughs> That's exactly. the bad Exactly. And if you approach things like I was telling Rob before, and I think I've told you, too, I was a bus driver for 12 years in in Seattle and uh, being a bus driver in Seattle is a challenging occupation, to be sure. But it is. And to be and well, Rob was a cop when he was younger. And uh, so, you know, he used to he used to come and save people like me from the people on the bus. And, <laughs> and stuff. So so but it was, you know, you, you have a choice. And you can approach it as it's going to be a great day and you're going to positively impact as many people as possible. And your bus will reflect that. And the energy that is coming out of the people on that bus will reflect that. Or you can be, excuse the expression, an asshole, in which case everybody's going to reflect that back to you. And then your day is going to get worse. And then it's going to be. And so you it's, it's a it's a choice that you get to make and you get to make this choice every day, regardless of who you are. Um, and Rob's absolutely right. If you can't smile at somebody, it may be the only smile they get all day. Right. And and it may be it may be that th- th- some horrible things have happened to them, and uh, and and they're taking it as being a horrible thing rather than, oh well, it's a learning experience, and I I'll get through it and it'll be fine, uh, you know, and stuff like that. So th- is that is that the right attitude to have, Gemma? I think it's you know not to negate or discount bad stuff. Bad stuff happens and it can be heartbreaking. It can be, it can cause us to need time to heal. It can cause us to need time to, to just go into our cocoon and stay there. And, you know, this is normal. 
Some things are terribly traumatic. So I'm not trying to discount that. However, it is, again, it's, it's part of life. And I think sometimes people focus on the negative and think they've been, something's been done to them and that all these other people are happy and sunshine and rainbows and they're not having the bad things. We're all having bad things. But then we take a choice. How do we turn that into our day? And some days you might be having an awful day and you might not be able to go out and smile at all the strangers or give them the compliment, but you sure can not spread the junk. You can keep that to yourself and not spread grumpiness. And I, Kevin and I were talking the other day. Um, I've worked in fitness centers and gyms for many, many years. And um, there was a trainer I used to work with. And man, she would come in the gym in the worst moods. And the whole gym, this huge gym, you could when she walked in, you could feel the whole gym go... <laughs> And she just spread this bad attitude that was contagious. Oh, man, you could feel when she was having a bad day. And she brought it in with her and spread it everywhere. And it was it was brutal. And so that was a lesson that I was like, I don't ever want to be that in the room. Even if I'm having the worst day, I don't have to spread that. You know, we talk to people all the time and, and we're everybody's got their story like yours of uh, an energy vampire, uh, you know, or somebody like that, that just drags everybody down. And what I caution people is you might be somebody else's energy vampire. If you're not staying on top of it, you just don't know it because they have come to believe that people, this is the true me and I need to dump on everybody. And we need to realize we can inadvertently become that very same characteristic that other people have that we don't like. And, you know, another thing I remind people of is, you know, just because we have a spirituality or, or you, you have a good grasp, we've been able to rewrite and do some things within ourselves. doesn't mean, and I loved what you said, we don't have bad days. There are days I get up where I'm sad. There are days where I get up and it, 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 it's, it, I got to motivate. But the beautiful thing is because of doing what Jim is talking about and learning some new routines, I have something to fall back on that I can move out of it. If you never create those routines and start, every day is like starting from scratch again and how are you going to do it? So you got to make a plan, but the plan doesn't need to rule and dominate your life. You Plans don't need to be changed, right? Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite saying, and this speaks to your point, uh, Reverend Rob, is that I try this every day, is to wake up and, and look at myself in the mirror and say, my day today is empty and meaningless, which means that... I get to fill it up with whatever I want and make it full. And I just, I, and no one else determines what meaning it's going to have. And That's so right. I can live, I can live free and I can live happy that way. Absolutely. And, you know, Indigo brings up a good point. You know, humans have an uncanny knack of routine, almost groundhog day. So that, um, so important to find your inner child so that life becomes spontaneous and beautiful. We get so wrapped up, especially as Americans, 
in our routine. And, and, you know, people live their life from chore to chore to chore. I get up, see the kids off, make sure they have their breakfast, things like that. Even when they're in the car on the way to work, they're thinking about work. When they're at work, they're waiting till the break so they can make the call. You never even take a break. Then at lunch, you're, you're not living. Life is happening between A and B. You know, and turn the radio off. Look out the window. Roll the window down. Fresh air. Enjoy what spirit, God, the mother, whatever you want to call it, has given you. Because you're passing miracles every day. And we're not even paying attention to them. I think when you said, you know, um, go outside and turn things off, that brings a really good point that, you know, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Is it feeding your positivity or is it feeding your negativity? So, you know, I, I teach my children this. You cannot unhear something. You cannot unsee something. You cannot unfeel something. Kevin and I were talking about this the other day. You know, I don't watch the news. It is focused on the sad, the negative, the horrible. In, in the United States news is very sensationalized and it brings me down. My husband watches the news in the morning for the weather. And as soon as the weather's over, I'm like, turn it off. Turn it off now. Before I'm with you. My brain. <laughs> if something important happened, they'll t somebody will tell me about it throughout the day. If you know, and, and, and we'll know it. <laughs> but you're right. And that's Kevin's like, oh, crap. Here he goes again. In the whole bangerang factor, okay? When we say what we put out, we get back in. We were just talking on the show. A lot of time, what we put in is what we get out in the day of conspiracy theories. And I'm not taking sides on either right or left. I'm saying we all need to be surrounded. If you're walking away from something angry, a low vibrational, chances are whether you believed it or not, it wasn't healthy. Did it give you something new? Or did it just, is it something you agree with? So you keep pummeling it into your brain and driving your frequency so low that an earthworm doesn't want to be around you. You know, it, it's just crazy. And, and, and that's important is to remember, we feed, we don't just feed our body, we feed our soul, we feed our spirit, we feed our mind. And what you feed it is what you get out of it. Yep. As a health coach, we talk about nourishment and it's not just the food you eat. It's everything that nourishes you on your, on your cellular level and your soul and your heart. And Kevin and I were talking about social media the other day and that, you know, you can turn the TV off, pick what you watch, the music you listen to, the words and the messages affect you. But social media, um, you know, for the past couple of years, I've seen a lot of friends say, I'm leaving Facebook. It's such a horrible place. And I'm like, well, if it's a horrible place, it's because that's what you have cultivated on your feed. I unfollow. I'm still friends with them. I unfollow so many people. And so that when I go to my social media, it is full of kindness. It is full of motivation, inspiration, puppies, lots of puppies, dancing, <laughs> laughter, more puppies, and anything that <laughs> to make me feel really good. So that when I'm scrolling, I am inspired. I am lifted up. I am joyful. And you have the power to do that with every single thing you watch or listen to, your social media feed. You don't have to follow all of your friends. I disagree with a lot of my friends. They are still my friends, but I unfollow them so that I don't see their rants and their posts that, that make me sad or disappointed. You know, so I don't follow them. I'm still their friend. 
I just don't see all their stuff. So there's a way to do it without having to block everybody left, right, and center, but cultivate, cultivate where you're going every day. You're going to go scroll that, that screen, make it something worth your time that is going to help you reach your goals, help you feel inspired to do that. And you know what? Sometimes it is okay to unfriend somebody. You don't have to do that with anger. You don't have to do it. But, you know, I there were certain people like, I never see you on Facebook anymore. Well, I'm there. <laughs> There's a reason you don't see me on Facebook. And, and you know, one guy asked me one time, and this is while I was getting a handle on my sarcasm's a birth defect for me, so I can't help it. And, and he's like, you know, well, I don't ever see you on Facebook because I really didn't realize you were as stupid as, as you are. And I can't be around that. It, it's just all that low. And I love you. But no, if you're going to follow this path, this is everything that's coming out of you. Bro, we got to part ways. And it's okay to remove people from your life. It doesn't have to be done with hate. If they are not serving your higher purpose, when you see the phone ring, and you all of a sudden get a feeling of dread, that is your intuition, that is your gut telling you, what role does this person play in my life? And even with family, sometimes it's hard to set boundaries and minimize, but even family members, nobody can cut our guts out and leave them on the floor like family members. Okay, You know, but sometimes... Oh, there's a mental picture. Yeah, there you are. You know, just slipping around. Like, oh, you know... <laughs> Have you heard the term love them or leave them? Yeah. I say you can love them and leave them. Yes. I, that's, thank you. That's saying it perfectly. That is saying absolutely perfect. Even a divorce. I help people go through. You don't have to hate each other. Nope. All my in-laws still love me. Okay. It's, it, it, and I've been married several times. Okay. It's one of those things. Why do you have to hate? It just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons I'm we're getting divorced is so we don't fight anymore. We get away from this negativity. So now we can go back to, hey, it's just about the kids. Laugh, joke, move on. But going back to what you watch and what you see, they're watching the reality TV shows with the drama and the hate and the anger and the terrible relationships. And we model what we see. This is what we see. We think that's what you're supposed to do. And when then we're being fed dysfunction constantly through what we choose to watch and listen to, it makes us think that's how it has to be. So when you turn those things off and you check in to healthy relationships and you watch and listen to things that are guiding you to something like this, this conversation today, you learn that there is another way and you don't have to model yep. the, you know, so the, um, the reality TV show behavior that a lot of people model after. Right. And one of the things I talk about in that, Gemma, that I that is is big to me, that I help people see, and I had to I had to see it for myself. The way we handle diversity, the way we handle these arguments, the way we handle relationships, that's how we're teaching our children to handle them. Mm-hmm. So when you're handling, you're wanting to eat and digest your own failures, your own guilt things like that, don't think your children don't see it. And you're teaching them, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, it's kind of going back to that old 60s, 70s, 50s, you know, boys don't show their emotion. Men don't show their emotion. Well, you know what? There are times 
some of it, yes. And we need to teach our, our young men how to be men and, and, and whatnot. And I'm not talking about or and that You're not manly talking about toxic masculinity. You're right. talking about stepping exactly. up as a man, as a leader, exactly. as a father, as a husband. I hear you. But they also need to see their father say, I'm sorry. They need to see their father say, I'm sorry, I screwed up, even to them, all right? But then go on and have a good time. Not walk around and be miserable. If I apologize to somebody and I'm coming from sincerity, once I put that in your lap, it's up to you to accept it. We keep thinking we have to beg for forgiveness. Oh, nay, nay, Fluffy, uh-uh. That was one of the first things I learned to leave behind. Let that crap go. I ask for your forgiveness. If you're not going to give it to me, that's fine. Love you anyways. And I'm going to move on with my life. We need to see people that are proud of themselves, but learn when it's okay to be humble in the right time. Absolutely. What do we got here, Kevin? <laughs> oh, am I still here? I was yeah, sorry. There. Shut up now. <laughs> Well, I'll shut up for a little bit. <laughs> I had no idea that I was still here. That's some some, some kind of dream I was having. Sorry. <laughs> and and Indigo Heart says over the past couple of years have noticed a falling away of lifetime friends and some family. I believe it's part of the spiritual process of ascension. And I I, I think that she's right. And and as your vibration <clears throat> grows, those people that are vibrating lower than you, they just fall away. Yeah. And again, there doesn't have to be any hate, love. You know, it, it, it can be just, it just is. Some people come into our lives to teach us something, but they're not meant to be there forever. Sometimes we bring people into our lives that were never supposed to be there. And then we're wondering why we're going through this because we went with the physical. We went with their, oh, they're so good looking. They make so much money or whatnot, rather than what their heart was. Did they really match personality-wise, thought-wise, philosophy-wise? And, and some of that is, is, is huge for us, you know, is to realize things come, things go. Just like Gemma said, things die. Relationships die. Not every death is ugly, you know? That's true. That's and true. not every death is painful. Sometimes it's good when somebody releases their pain and suffering, when they... When they go, they release you from your pain and suffering. Okay. That, Rob, that's cold. That's life. And it's called being honest. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, Gemma, you, there are times when there are relationships that we have, and we and we have issues with them within, like, our marriages and stuff. Um, and we're, and we're going to try and work together. How do you coach people to work together within the framework of a marriage? So a lot of times when I'm coaching people, again, it's all about health and helping the majority. I mostly coach women, um, but helping them find out where they're unhappy, because if this if they're trying to lose weight and they cannot, they can't stick with the diet, they're overeating, they're, they're not honoring their body by movement, they're staying still. There's a reason there's something causing them to be unhappy that is preventing them from being able to value themselves and value their goals and, and, and love themselves enough to make healthy choices. Now, sometimes the sadness is in the relationship they're in. 
So I have something called the circle of life and it's 12 areas of life that I ask people, my clients to rate themselves. How happy are you? It's spirituality, it's creativity, finances, education, um, home cooking, exercise, relationships is one of them. I want to say for them to rate themselves how happy they are. <clears throat> I really coach, and it's very important, that they are looking at their happiness, not society's idea of where you should be. So creativity is a great example on this. If I am so, so, so happy with my creative outlet being doodling stick figures when I talk on the phone, if that is my creative outlet that really makes me happy, then I am 100% happy with my creative outlet. I don't have to judge it based on the Sistine Chapel to be able to say, oh, well, compared to that, these are crap, right? No, I am proud. This is my creative outlet. Creativity is very personal. If you're happy, then rate creativity really, really high. Same thing with finances. Some people value finances more than others. So if you're 100% happy with where you are financially, you rate yourself high. So when it comes to relationships, again, very, very, very relative. So a lot of clients, the, there, is, there are dynamics in marriages that, you know, it's so entwined, lives are entwined, they're under the same roof most of the time, and it can bring up a lot of, of sadness, of disconnect, of isolation, of loneliness. Now, I try and coach people to work on communication, go to group counseling, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> after we've tried to get the other party on board, at the end of the day, I coach people that you have that inner knowing. You know what the answer is to your most pressing questions without ever having to think about it. And it's that feeling deep in your gut, that solar plexus feeling where you know what you're supposed to do when you turn off the noise and you ask yourself, should I stay? Or should I go? What am I supposed to do? And, you know, I'm all for trying to make it work. But when you know it's that that is never going to make you happy, that you're not meant to be together, that it is not aligned. And I have, um, you know, clients who, well, I'm going to stay because of the kids. I oh, was my the, God. Don't get I me started. Yep, my parents stayed because of me and it was miserable for years. I was like, please get divorced. This is miserable. Walking in. I did house. the same thing at 17 oh. in the vestibule of a church. Please my get divorced. divorced I, will come I was see when my parents got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah walking, walking in the house was toxic. You could feel oh. the sadness and the desperation. It was horrible. It was like dripping off the walls. And the day they got they the day that my dad moved out, it was like <gasps> a huge deep breath. And so don't stay because of the kids, because you're modeling relationships, you're modeling how to handle things. And if you're staying in an unhappy spot, I'll tell you what, you cannot hide anything from your children in a house. No matter oh, how no. you think you are, they see everything, they know everything, they hear everything, they know things aren't right. So don't ever stay because of the kids. Leave and show them what a healthy breakup can look at look like show that them how gets back to my statement that we were talking about you are showing your kids that because your kids have to come first so you have to be miserable and no i don't want to teach my kids that no right? I teach my kids you deserve respect you deserve love this relationship came to an end sorry dad loves you 
mom loves you we're still your parents okay but that whole no 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 because mine didn't because he was a baptist preacher all right and god forbid they get divorced it's ungodly and everything blah okay and then we wind up living next door to each other holy crap you know it oh my god it is it's dragging people down that's probably why i've been divorced because i'm just like i'm not going through this i i'm not putting my kids through it and all my kids are in great relationships they're healthy they're doing good there's they're they're moving on i'm proud you don't folks listen to this woman okay she is telling you you do not have to stay together for the kids that is a pre-programmed idea by a very masculine-led religious belief. I know people are going to get pissed at me, but that's just the way it is, okay? So you don't. Everybody can be happy. Do give them a call, 1-800-GOT-ROB. I don't know. Um, <laughs> TaraWithAnAttitude.com. around to Love help. You. You know, to loop it back around to health, being unhappy affects your physiological health. Oh, so much. Correct. And it affects your mental health. And so I have, you know, I have women who like, I can't stay on my diet. I can't lose weight. And because their relation, their home life is so stressful, their cortisol levels are up, which is a stress hormone. When you're stressed out, your hormone cortisol goes up. Cortisol is a fat storage hormone. And so I've got women who cannot lose weight and they don't know why. And then they're sad at home. So they turn to food or they turn to drink. And then they're putting all these extra calories in because they're not, they don't have a safe, cozy, relaxing place to go and be at the end of the day. And it is very, very important that your home is a haven, a beautiful, safe space where you can relax and recharge and heal. And so, you know, if relationships are preventing that in your home, very important to either fix it, do what you can to fix these relationships, create that happy home or move on. But life is too short to spend very much more time in that space. We need to be happy. And when you're happy, you are healthier. Happy people move their bodies because they love their bodies and love themselves. Happy people put healthy food in because they feel better when they eat healthy food. So it's all related. And so something, if the something in your life is making you miserable, that's the something that is affecting everything else. You know, Gemma, this um, um, Indigo Heart, uh, and this is really the core of your work, uh, which is a woman devotes herself to bringing up a family, taking care of a home. And it's during that time, and that's a lot. Mm-hmm. If not, most women lose sight of who they are during that time. They, be- they become mother. They become mom, 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 mommy, mommy. I have three little kids, <laughs> like nine, seven, and four. And I hear mom, mom. My husband is sitting right there, capable. Like he, My husband could be sitting there with a tray of food, and they're going to come find me and say, I'm hungry. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and it is, it's very hard to stay connected to self. And in the past, past habits, past culture has said, this is your role. You will be the mother. And then world changed and women are working and they're contributing financially to the household, but then catching up with the fact that you still have to be yourself 
it's not all caught up there yet. Now there's a great, there's a great play and a great movie called Shirley Valentine. And the playwright is Willie Russell. He's from Liverpool, England, which is where my family's from. And Indigo, if you get a chance to watch it uh, or read it again, it's called Shirley Valentine. And the entire story is about that, about this woman who has been married, her kids are grown and left. And now she's like, who am I? Who went and she, her maiden name was Shirley Valentine. And she goes, where did she go? Where is Shirley Valentine? And it's about her journey to reconnect with herself. And because she reconnects with herself, she reignites the relationship with her husband. But it started with her. She had to heal before she could heal her relationships with the people she loved. So it's very, very important that we find our own joy. Otherwise, we can't connect and heal with others. And in today's world, I'm going to stick one in there for the men. There's a lot more single fathers out there than what there used to be that are raising their kids. Okay. That didn't sound right. Did it? <laughs> I, I was just going to just kind of. Did I just come out on the show? I, had, that... a face. I had a straight face and Kevin giggled and I lost it. Kevin oh, okay. It's well, all my fault. I'm uh, going to stick up for the men here a little bit because this is something that is now I'm seeing that is spreading throughout society with mixed homes, sandwich homes, things like that, where there are kids and parents, fathers that are, if again, with this whole success programming, I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. They don't ever connect with their kids or whatnot. And, and, some of this too is that whole daddy, 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 daddy. And, and because families have changed so much in the past 20 years that this is now something we're dealing with across the board. So I think you're absolutely right though. The people marriage and, and no, there's no manual that comes out of the womb, you know, and, and uh, there should be two, one for the mother and one for the kid. Okay. You know, and, and, but one for the mother is remembering the only reason this child is here because of you. So you have a right to be yourself and be who you are, because by not doing that throughout your child's life, you are teaching your child to not know who they are at the end of their relationship. You know, when we talk, when we take a lot of women say, oh, I, I can't prioritize myself. They're prioritizing everybody else. So when I coach my health coaching clients and I remind myself daily is that every time I heal something, I am healing my children. You heal generations. So when I am able to take steps to lessen my reaction to my trauma, I am then helping my children not take on that trauma with them. So we have to heal. It is our job to heal so that we are evolving, so we pass on the tools to our children so they can keep evolving. So by being our best version of ourselves, we are, our children are going to be even better than that. You're breaking the seven-generation cycle. Yep. That's it. Yep. And that's, if you don't under, you go, go look that up. But uh, what happens to the father happens to the son, happens to the son, happens again and again and again until somebody... Uh, uh, pulls up their big boy pants and uh, and breaks the cycle. And says, yep. enough. I'm going to do the hard work. I am, because it's hard either way. It's hard to stay stuck and it's hard to get unstuck. Pick your hard. And when you say, I am going to do the work, 
not just for me, but for everybody I love and everybody who loves me and to help my children do it better. Because a lot of times women need more reasons to focus on themselves. So if I can say this is good for your kids, all of a sudden there's a little more motivation for them to prioritize themselves because they can re they can go about it in their head in a way, well, I'm prioritizing me, but really I'm still prioritizing my children. And so they can do it psychologically to focus on those needs because in their head they're doing it for their kids until they get to that point where they can say, no, I'm doing this for me. But everything is baby steps, right? Yes, indeed. Reverend Rob, we're going to honor uh, Gemma's time. I promised her that we'd, if we'd, get in, we'd have her out in about an hour, and that's about an hour. But uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add before uh, we let this fine coach go? And then we're going to get your information out again, Gemma, before we go. Yeah, real quick. What time did we say for tomorrow with the Tarot with an Attitude show? Was that 9 your time, 9 a.m. your time? Um, no. That sounds I, I, early. There's only one thing that I do at 9 a.m. my time, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, it would be like. Uh, <laughs> Working out, right? Exactly. I, I Actually watching people work out. I enjoy that much more. <laughs> <laughs> I have much more success with that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I, I think we were going to do uh, um, uh, 10 o'clock my time, 1 o'clock your time. All right, that sounds good. 10 o'clock your time, 1 o'clock. So they were asking about more shows or whatnot. So tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, it will be a, a tarot-focused show. Get ready. Make sure you're calling in or whatnot. But then I need to let my people know that are new to this at um, 3 o'clock my time. So that would be noon Pacific, uh, Pacific time. Kevin and I will be live on KKNW. And you can go to 1150kknw dot com now it's going to say listen to a show don't click that in the bar there is a thing that says listen and and then you can do a drop down to listen live and how you want to do it so that there's going to be those two shows tomorrow and then i've got the uh my mindfulness course tomorrow night at 8, 8 p.m on a Cindy master store go check that out and hey. then my wife and i will be back at it saturday morning so, uh, yes ma'am before we go, can you give me a card? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. it. I'm, I'm like Carl Mullen. Oh, I'm going to give a commercial she's never seen because of her age. You know, never leave home without it. Okay. Um, so, that was a uh, cell phone commercial, right? Huh? That's a cell phone commercial, right? Yeah, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, cell phones was still weren't even in existence then. Okay. There was a guy named Carl Malden, and he was an actor, and he did a commercial for American Express. I remember yeah. it. I oh, remember do you? It. You're yeah. not Possibly. old enough to remember that. I'm older than you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, you keep bringing on all these older pretty women i we had the one young lady before this and if she's older than we think y'all are doing it right let me tell she you 70 yeah 70 how old i am and i would have guessed her <laughs> as younger than me you know i'm no, 30 you know, i know better what i've done <laughs> i know better than that Gemma. you've got to, you've got you got preteen children if you were 70, that means you were never mind. We're not that going. would be a scientific phenomenon and a whole other topic for the show. That, yeah, but you yeah, could make yeah, a lot that of that would be another book for you. Jimma, <laughs> <laughs> what I've got here for you is the first off is the Empress. You're doing strong, you're growing, you're bringing new people out. You're this is almost like giving birth for you and helping people grow and become and do. The king of Ariel, the next two cards are actually Ariel, which are um 
the physical world. There would be pinnacles in any other deck. So this is talking about you're trying to help people and make sure you are taking charge of your physical world around you. And and but there was at some point, I'm also picking up a some type of not father, well, father figure. There's somebody that's giving you advice that, and it might be a uh a spirit guide or whatnot. That is a, a older gentleman or somebody that's played that part in your life. But this is about you taking control. You're learning to live both those roles. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then finally, it, it's the, the nine is there. And I'm going to show you this card because it just says it all. Okay. Rainbows, unicorns. And, okay. you know, it is one of those things. You're yeah, on your right nice. path. You are manifesting what you want. And that people need to be seeing that and understanding you're on the right path, right journey. You're doing a lot of good things and you're living the life you want. Lovely. That's awesome. Thank you, Reverend Rob. You're welcome. Never going to pass up a chance for a reading. I'll tell you. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Can I give you a reading? Um, I don't know what I would do, but I could read a book. That would be good. You can plug the book. How about that reading? Hey, about that. So, Gemma, first of all, tell us about your book. Okay, it's called The Elephant in the Room, How to Overcome Your Psychological Barriers to Weight Loss Success. It is on Amazon if you like to look at the actual physical copy. But if you want to go to my website, GemmaRainFountain.com, I'm actually giving you the book for free because it's about just starting this open conversation about the possible mental blocks that have been holding you back from your weight loss success for recently or for decades. And it's just about saying, look, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. These are normal things that a lot of people go through. And by just knowing you're not alone and you're not broken, it's the first step in healing. So I'm gifting the book away for free. It's on GemmaRainFountain.com. And it's rain, as you can see on the screen, rain is R-A-Y-N-E. And so I'd love for anyone listening, go get the book for free. Let's connect over there on um, on the email and uh, we'll send you a little email saying thank you. And if you have any questions, always reach out. You can find me again on the website. Any questions at all, I'd love to answer them. She is awesome. And I yes. want to thank you very much for being here. And it, it's just, it's it's been awesome. And it's been, been a great show. Been a great couple hours, uh, Reverend Rob. And uh Yes, it have. And I want to welcome everybody and know that PositiveTalkRadio.net. Check it out. We're going to be there. These shows will be there. They'll be on uh, YouTube, different places. You're going to see that a lot. So get used to seeing it and find out what's going on with me and Kevin. Yes, indeed. And and one of these days, I'm going to learn how to get in a word in edgewide most of the time. But we're... we're... This it's actually it's, it's it's a great deal of fun. You know, um, I've been doing shows solo for so long. It is just really fun to wind somebody up and just let them go. <laughs> the visual of like the wind up toy. It, it it works for me. And, you know, we we're very, very similar in uh, other than the fact that I don't have a temper. I'm I'm mild and mannered, and nobody ever pisses me off. Absolutely. Unlike unlike, well, that's not true. But other than but but we we, we very are similar in what we think, and and stuff. So I, a lot of times it's just like appearance. yeah. Well, 
popular too. That too. Except no, he see the thing is he looks like me because I'm older than him. (laughs) We both look great. And it's been an absolute joy talking with you both. Thank you so much for having me. And Kevin, all these chats we're having and all these shows you're, we're doing together, they are a joy. You're an absolute joy to talk to, and I'm really enjoying the conversation. Reverend Rob, thank you. You are a firecracker. I love your passion. I love what you're putting out there. And um, thank you so much for the reading. That was that was very wonderful. Thank you. You are welcome. Remember the term, bangerang. What you put out, you get back. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening to uh, Geriatric Radio, and we'll be back. <laughs> hey, hey. Wow. Well, you you slapped, you slapped in the guy, and you slapped her in the face. There we go. And we'll <laughs> never do a show again. Goodbye. No. <laughs> uh, but as, as a matter of fact, since we're going to be doing the Gemma, since we're going to be doing these four days a week, two hours a day, will you come back and hang out with us? I would love to. Absolutely. You're on my list. It's and a plan. And Let me know when. We'll figure it out. Ab- absolutely. And, and the, the way the, stru- the new structure is going to work is we're going to wind up at, at, at 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock uh, uh, Eastern, and we're just going to go for two hours. And we're going to invite guests to come in and out, and Rob's going to do readings. I'm going to do a song or two. No, I'm not. Um, and we're just going to hang out together, and we'll have a good time. That sounds awesome. And if you can teach me how to do this, I can do it on my YouTube as well and invite some people to come and watch. That would be great fun. Then, yes. And by the, the by the way, Indigo Heart is looking forward to seeing you again, Gemma. So oh, Indigo, you were beautiful. Thank you for your insight and your comments and for staying with us. You've been wonderful. And I love your name. It is beautiful. She's amazing, isn't she? Great name and great comments. Thank you. Yep. So you guys, and thank you, everybody. We're done for today, but we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, join us for then, and we'll have a good time. So uh, Gemma, stay right where you are. And, and Rob, stay, I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro. For more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other, because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.